Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 203 of Stay Like the Champ. It's your boy, A-Dub. Hey, your boy, Stris. What's up, Slack family? What's good? What's good? We are back with another edition of Slack on this beautiful Tuesday, and we got some sports to talk about, definitely some different things going on that we're going to catch you guys up on. But before we do that, we want to do our normal check-in and say thank you to all the Slackers rocking with us out there. Uh, we appreciate you. We see you in the comments already. We got moms. We yep. got pops. We got Kelly as well. So thank you all for being here. And we love your participation. And don't be afraid to, you know, throw your opinions in the mix because uh, we love to hear how you guys are feeling about these uh, topics. So, Strizzy, what's good with you? Uh, not much, man. Chilling, chilling. You know, same old, same old, different week. You know what I mean? Still trying to just pile on the social media stuff. Climate, climate as always. What about you, fam? Yeah, same, man. I'm just, you know, um, doing my thing. Uh it's been kind of a kind of a weird week so far, but I guess it's just because things are like slowing down and they're about to pick back up for me in like a couple of weeks. So okay. it's like there's a lull right here. Where I'm like, man, am I really like chilling or or do I need to be on something? Am I falling behind? So <laughs> that's how I'm feeling right now, just with personal life. But I got a lot of things uh, going on next month that I'm looking forward to and getting ready for. So should be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so uh, we'll go ahead and get rocking here. Um, but again, thank you guys for the likes. Uh, we really appreciate that. And whether you're tuning in on YouTube or Facebook, uh, we love your engagement and want to uh, have you share in the show. Um, I will go ahead and bring up our um, topics real quick. But before we do, you you, you you hit on something I wanted to ask you about, Strizzy. So you're talking about the social media thing. How are you feeling about threads? Like, how, how are you feeling about threads so far? Um, it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they still have a lot, lot to do. You know what I mean? I feel like... Uh, it was a kind of a race, if you will, for for uh, for Zuckerberg to kind of get it going. Um, mm-hmm. So it's still really early on. I'm sure there's still a lot of stuff he wants to do. It's actually really cool because even he himself has been really active in it. So you kind of see him uh, kind of threading along, if you will. You know, they don't have DMs yet. They probably never will. You know, I think one of Twitter's biggest things is, uh, you know, they <laughs> a lot of pedophiles and stuff like that throughout Twitter. You know what I'm saying? So. Like I think crazy Zuck, stuff in the DMs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think Zuck is trying to, you know, do his best to kind of keep those people out of it. Um, so far, he's trying to keep it, you know, cleaner than Twitter, which uh, which I really enjoy. A little bit more kid friendly, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, I still think there's a, lot, there's a lot to come. You know what I mean? Obviously, Twitter is a little bit more uh, uh, grandfathered in, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. A little bit ahead. But I, I think with with the, uh, the amount of downloads and the amount of signups, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in just the last, you know, what, 12, 12 days, some of this has been out or something like that. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot to come, I think. So he'll figure it out. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I feel you. Um, <clears throat> like you said, Twitter, you know, it definitely has that, like, you know, kind of built in because it was like Twitter was not quite the OG, but one of the OGs. Like, yeah, it was, exactly. you know, it was early on. And, um, and, yeah, it definitely has, like, a different, like, wild style to it. But um, I think Threads is pretty cool. Um, I was going to see some. Uh, Anthony Weston, he says, let's bring back MySpace or Black Planet. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's going way back. And I don't know if you guys ever had, like, a Zanga page. It was, like, the other version of MySpace. Do you ever remember yeah. that? That was, like, way back, though. That was, like, um, high school days, like the beginning of the Internet, you know? Man, man, my coding skills are so much better now than they were when I was, like, in high school. So I... I'll tear up a MySpace page now. <laughs> right, right. Like, man, that was a lot to learn. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Grace, uh, welcome to the show, Grace. Um, she says, Threads is like the first day of school right now. Everyone being nice. Don't mind it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel that too. Um, it is kind of cool, though, to see people like be a little bit authentic 
or, you know, to just be like a little bit more real on there so far. But it is kind of like where it's like, okay, not everyone's here yet. Like not everyone's watching. So you can kind of just, you know, be whatever. Um, But yeah, we'll see. I I honestly, people are saying like it might fall off or it might not make it, you know, it it won't catch on. But if like, if it doesn't, I'm kind of cool with that because I'll just have my little space over there to just kind of talk my stuff and just put things True. Out So True. I'm cool with that too if it doesn't get too watered down. Like honestly, you know, the Instagram experience is cool, but it's like the bots are insane and just different things like that where it's like Always. it's not the same. Like it doesn't feel like real engagement anymore. So uh, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, the US says, yeah, the music coding, like the song you had was like everything, you know? Um yeah. Anthony Weston mentions Google Plus too. I can't lie, like Google Plus was supposed to like take down Facebook, and I thought it would too. Like I was like, oh, this thing is awesome, but it lasted <laughs> probably not even as long as Threads has lasted already. So, um, <laughs> For real. But that's what's up. So I just wanted to kind of uh, uh, do a little bit of like a you know like a little current topic right now since we don't have as much sports. I was just kind of curious your your thoughts on that. So yeah, yeah. that. But we'll go ahead and pull up our uh, first. Um, We'll pull up our graphics and we'll go into the first topic of the day. What's up next? Let's check it out, man, real quick. I'll tune to NFL Talk. Let's get it. All right, NFL Talk. So not too much going on, but we're about uh, three weeks away from the Hall of Fame game, a month away from preseason. So that is very exciting. There'll be a lot more to come. But for right now, uh, we got D-Hop. He signed his two-year, $26 million deal with the Titans. This was uh, one of those players that we were kind of waiting to see where he would end up and kind of curious to see, you know, if he was going to go to a contender, be able to make an impact. And also, I'm just curious to see, like, at this point, uh, how productive can he be with his age and missing so much time last year? Uh, Obviously, he still can snag, uh, you know, snag footballs and everything like that. But he wanted to get closer to that $15 million a year range that David uh that uh Odell Beckham my bad Odell Beckham Jr. got um and and Odell was out of the league for a year I think D-Hop is still more productive than Odell will be but making it a little bit less um but he can get up to 32 million dollars if he hits all of his incentives so um Strizzy what are your thoughts though on this on this contract I you know it, I, I guess for him that's probably that's probably who was going to pay him the most obviously you know what I mean like the, the Titans already really don't throw the ball, and right now they just definitely don't have the quarterback play back there to really make him super relevant. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like they're kind of in a rebuild phase right now, right? They were kind of a little – they were kind of at the top of the uh, the AFC for a couple of years, or, or at least in that – not top of the AFC, but, you know. Among, in among the conversation. The, exactly, in the conversation, you know what I mean? Like, we never really pegged them to be, you know, Super Bowl favorites, but they were finishing the year with, you know, 11, 12 wins. Um, and, and you obviously they still run the ball heavily behind Derrick Henry. So um, honestly, I feel like this might hurt his legacy as a receiver a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I, you, you know, if he if he can't have the productive years that we're used to seeing, I really feel like there's a really solid chance that we kind of forget about him a little bit. And you definitely don't want to be forgotten about towards the end of your career. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. you know what I mean like you want to get into the Hall of Fame. On a, he might get him because of his name, but like what, you know, what else really has he done? You know, how, how far down is he in, you know, all time receiving yards, all time receiving touchdowns, things of the, things of that nature. You know what I mean? So um, I don't like it at all. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think that's the best place he could have gone. I think there are other places he should have gone if you want to stay competitive uh, and just take a little bit less money. Yeah, I feel you. I do think that this was like a money play. Um, he's like, who's going to offer me the closest to what Odell got. And it, and, you know, I think, 
from what we understand, it came down to the Patriots and the Titans kind of towards the end. It's like, yeah, move to the Patriots and yeah. if you win something or, or, or go far. Like, you know, maybe that could be a different one, yeah. uh, a different version of your legacy. But, you know, you played for the Texans. That's not really like, you know, NFL royalty, right? Even though you did right. great. Then you went to the Cardinals. But then, like, you know. Eh, Injury so, bug a little bit. To, yeah. to both you and the quarterback, really. You know what I mean? So that doesn't True. Uh, but it's funny you mentioned you mentioned uh, uh, the Patriots. You know, I, I would have really loved for the Patriots to really do everything they could to have gone after him. Um, I, I know, like you and Marcus have spoken out a little bit more about how much you guys like kind of like really like Mac Jones, and you know, obviously a little more than I do. But yeah. you know, I'm starting to, I'm starting to kind of come around around Mac a little bit, but not so much for his play. I just feel like Bill is kind of doing a lot to uh, impede his growth. You know what I mean? Like he's not letting him really throw very much at all. Uh, doesn't let him throw it downfield. Um, he doesn't have that trust yet, you know what I mean? And I don't think Juju right. Schuster is that guy that's going to really be like, okay, cool. Build we, that up. Yeah, you know, okay, we got our guy now. Uh, but I think, like, you know, Hop definitely would have been that guy to really kind of help Mac take that step further. Um, yeah. I also think the Patriots a little step further without having to run the ball so incredibly much. Obviously, Bill Belichick's still one of the greatest minds, but, you know, you don't have Tom Brady anymore. Like, you realize how good Tom was when he won a Super Bowl his first year with, you know what I'm saying, with um, – the buck. So right. uh, I feel like he's, you, you got to get Mac some help. Or otherwise next year, they're probably going to be looking about replacing him again too. So, and I don't even think that's really his fault. So um, yeah. I would have really liked to see him play for the Patriots. I think that would have been a way better place to go. I agree. I agree too. And yeah, like you said, that, that weapon was like more needed there. Um, yeah. Anthony wasn't mentioned. Tennessee never looks creative on offense. I, I agree. It's like, they're yeah. not really interested in doing that. And when they drop back to pass, like, the rookie that from last year, Burks, he didn't really do so great. So they're going to be all over Hopkins as a number one threat at this yep. stage of his career. I don't, we'll see how it works. Anthony says, I almost feel like AZ was a better option. Yeah. And um, that's pretty crazy. But I think, yeah, his time there, he, he was definitely done and wanted out. Dude, I saw, something really hilarious. I saw something hilarious. It said Mike Vrabel has more receiving touchdowns than any of the uh, uh, Titans receivers right now. Dang. Obviously not because Hop's there now, but yeah. Right, it Brable, changed. Because, you know, Brable, they used him a lot as a tight end, you know, back in his day. So he has like 10 receiving touchdowns or something like that, which is that's more crazy. than like any other receiver not named D-Hop on the, the current roster. So I was like, that's that's not good. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's, that's a stat player. they had to erase. So they're like, all right, yeah. let us go get somebody. So for real. we'll see how that works out, though. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, that we're still waiting for Cook. Like, he hasn't fallen yet. And that's yep. the other big story uh, this week is the running back situation. Um, basically, there's a lot of talk about how basically the running mar back market is like at bottom right now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of guys without deals and all of the franchise, uh, the running backs that got franchise tagged uh, did not get a long term deal. And so they're each going to make around $10 million. And so, yeah, there was a, a few people in the media. Um, I know. We had Saquon say some things. Actually, uh, Henry from the Titans, even though he has a contract right now, but he had some things to say about that as well. And Austin Eckler too, uh, after going back to the um, Chargers. But what do you what do you think about the running back situation right now? Yeah, CMC uh, just recently said something too. I think yesterday or before as well. Um, it, it it really sucks, right? It, it's like a double edged sword because uh, on the running backs, and I get it. You know, they 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 probably take more hits. And do more, you know, more damage than like any other any other player, any other skills player, obviously, right? They're running yeah. the ball up, they're having to block defensive ends, linebackers, 
You know what I mean? As well as running the ball and getting, they're getting hit, knocked around by these defensive and defensive linemen and, and linebackers, right? Um, but in the same token, from you know, from the the team standpoint, like they're also the most injured. They're also the most injury prone. You know what I mean? Saquon has had a ton of injuries. Derrick Henry just coming back from ACL tear. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, CMC as as great as he is because he does so much and well. You know, blocking, running, and receiving the ball. He's had you know. Uh, Ankle injury, shin injury, shoulder injuries. You know, it, it, you know, it's it, it's one yeah. of those things that kind of it sucks because you know they're nicking at him a lot. But um, it, you know, at the end of the day, like nothing's guaranteed in this league, right? It's just, but you still want to see some of these bigger guys get paid. You know what I mean? Like I kind of yeah. understand some of the smaller dudes, but like some of these franchise guys, like CMC got paid, right? He got he reset the market for running backs. You know what I mean? Like when he got paid, um, and. I was actually happy that Carolina paid him because he deserved it, like everything he had done. Uh, yeah. You look at a guy, too, like Derrick Henry, he also deserved to get paid, like been the leading rusher and, and you know, rushing it for the last couple of years, too, and just dominating, you know what I mean? So you you, you love to see it. You would have loved to see, you know, Zeke, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he got paid he got paid his, too, on, on, on after his rookie contract. But, you know, somebody like Saquon, too, who's also very injury-prone, like I get it, you know what I mean? Uh, Josh yeah. Jacobs from the Raiders, he, he had a phenomenal year last year, I think, most touchdowns by a running back, I think, last year. And, you know, he he got a uh, got the um, franchise as well. Yeah, uh, no long term deal for him either. Yeah, exactly. So like, everybody's upset, but I think the thing that's scary though is that like, you know, what's going to happen to this? Is this gonna, is it going to become something where like every year they just draft running backs and then let them fall off and then draft another running back when it's time? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's that's looking where it's going to go. You know what I mean? It's definitely looking where it's going to go. Yeah, I agree totally. Like you said, though, they're the most injury prone. They do the most work. They take the most damage. And also, they're the most replaceable. Like, yeah. like if you have a good running back and you have a good offensive line and a, and a good scheme, you're, you know, you'll be fine. Like, they're, you know, you step up and run the ball. It's natural. Like, all running backs are taught to, like, hit the hole. They run the same thing. So, yeah. it's it's more plug and play than any other position either. And For sure. um it's funny that you brought up Elliot, yeah, like because I feel like he's the one that kind of ruined it. Like when he got his money and then like the fall off so fast, like yeah. I think that that made a lot of owners um, take notice. And so, you know, Christian McCaffrey, he did get his payday. But right now, since the tag is like the makeup of the top five, right, it's like the average of the top five salaries. I think around the league, they're going to continue to just try to keep that salary low continue yeah. to franchise tag these guys and just be like, Hey, you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. And um, it is unfortunate. Um, but you know, I think for them, they're still going for these long-term deals. Maybe they just need to do more one and two year deals, bet on yeah. themselves and get the bigger money uh, in the short term while they can run the ball. Cause it's only going to be four or five years that you have that chance to make money. Um, Want to get into these comments a little bit, Stephanie Washington, welcome to the show. Thank you for being with us. She says, hey, hey, y'all. Um, Anthony Weston, he says, uh, Bijan Robinson will be tied to the Falcons for five years. So who to say the Falcons won't draft another during that time? That's exactly. for sure. And then who's to say that after those five years, he's used up, you know, after yeah. a couple – after all all those yards and uh, at Texas, you know, who knows uh, what he'll even look like five years into the league. Exactly. Um, and Pops, let's see what Pops would say. Running backs still have value, but teams using multiple backs, short shelf life for top-notch performance. Elliot was awesome for the first five years. That's for sure. Like, he he was. And then that that's, you know, and then that's it. We think yeah. about, like, Todd Gurley, like Pops and I were mentioning him the other day. It's like, 
you know, he the, the Rams ran him into the ground. He got yeah. one contract after his rookie deal, and that was it. Yeah. Um, so it is it is definitely tough out there. But I, I wonder if the position will start to kind of not dissolve. Like there's always going to be running backs, but you know, more guys are like, why not? Why shouldn't I be a tight end? You know, exactly. why shouldn't I be a receiver? Exactly. Anthony Wessons talks about how you know third wide receivers on teams. Some teams are making as much as the starting running backs, which is crazy. Yep. And the amount of yards, like, you know, I get it, but it's like the, the wide receivers, they rack up yards and everything like that, but how much are they actually running with the ball in their hands? Yeah, Those, exactly. Like, running backs, all of their yards are hard-earned from the line of scrimmage forward. Like, that's, you know, it's crazy. So they definitely have value, but they're not valued. It's pretty yeah. sad. Um, But, all right, let's continue on with our NFL talk. We don't have too much more for – NFL talk, but um, good luck to those running backs out there for sure. One thing I did want to mention was just kind of cool is Aaron Donald. He set the record now. This is his seventh time being uh, rated 99 in Madden. And uh, so he he uh, broke the record with Peyton Manning. Actually, Peyton Manning had a, a run of, um, of, of 99 ratings. But um, I just want to say congratulations, Aaron Donald. He's definitely a beast, always has been. And I'm super glad that he uh, was able to get that Super Bowl ring to kind of go with his legacy. So um, it's crazy, though, he was talking about retiring. We were like, you're not going to retire, and he's still, you know, at the top of his game, or at least as Madden sees it. So, um, but Strizzy, do you still um, you still mess with Madden, or, or how are you, how, are you going to are you going to check out this year's game? Uh, I don't know. I used to be, like, heavy in the Madden. I mean, like, Me super too. heavy. Like, didn't matter what the year, what they changed. I was buying the latest one. But I feel like lately it just it – just, it just, at this point, I feel like Madden 2024 or 2023 or whatever, it, uh, 2024 is not going to be much different than, you know, Madden 2020. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just yeah. feels like they're, you know, they try to change things with the career mode a little bit. You know what I mean? But it's just kind of the same. So I haven't, I haven't, like, played it really heavy in a really long time. But uh, that's all right. It's still fun to pick up every once in a while. I have yeah. I have Game Pass on the Xbox. So I usually, I'm usually able to get it, you know, not too long after it comes out anyway. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like I want to get into Madden. Like I really do. But um, like yeah, like I I used to be super into it. Same thing every year. Get it. Set up my little franchise. You know, play yeah. my games. But then it's like as soon as I fell off, and the first year that I didn't get it, then it's like I had a hard time like getting back in. You know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I um I know Pop still messes with Madden, so. Sometimes I just try to borrow his, but one of these years I'm gonna get me a copy again, and I'm just gonna go for it. But it'll have to be when it's like a really cool cover athlete. Yeah, like, for sure. Um, Pop says Donald doesn't deserve that rating to me this year. He has declined for the two seasons in a row. Not quite the same. Dominated by Connor Williams multiple times. Pop's <laughs> always likes to mention that when the Cowboys youngster uh, did did work against him. Um, Anthony West is house. Chris Jones not a 99. He had a better season last year than Donald. I think he definitely did, but, you know, it's like that all their ratings aren't the same. Like, part of the reason why Donald always gets a 99 is because, like, his strength is 99, his this is 99. So um, it goes into those extra ratings, too. So, um, But Chris Jones, too, I don't even know. Has he signed yet? I still think he's unsigned out there. Um, but that reminds me, like, we do need to do a kind of a roundup of what free agents are left out there. Yeah, we'll do a little good. bit more. Yeah, we'll do a little bit more prep before camp starts um, because there's so many changes that we just got to make sure we're even aware. Like, like Carr to the Saints, you know, Jimmy G to the Raiders. Like, there's going to be some new faces, so we're going to do kind of a, um, 
uh, new faces, new places type of thing uh, so we can get ready for this season in the coming weeks. Um, and speaking of new faces uh, or new things, the Browns unveiled they're going to wear an all-white helmet, which not too big of a deal, but I just thought it looked pretty gangster. Um, Strizzy, your thoughts on the all-white helmet? I actually like it. You know what I mean? I, it's funny, like, I, I the Browns, like, dirty orange or whatever the case may be like it's cool it's, it's old school you know what i'm saying uh mm-hmm. but um the just the all orange helmet for some reason i just feel like the white is super clean with like just the strip going down the middle um I, i'm actually a fan of it i actually really really liked it yeah i think it's pretty cool too and i know it's kind of silly but i still do get excited for like new things like this yeah. um, you know, new jerseys new new little color schemes so that should be pretty cool um, and I still, though, just have, like, so much trouble understanding, like, why the Browns, like, their dominant color is orange. Like, still doesn't yeah. make sense to me. But maybe we'll be able to figure that out one of these days, and we'll, we'll definitely report back over here. Um, yeah. But for now, I think that wraps up NFL talk. Um, appreciate the comments on that one. Anthony West says looks like a high school helmet. It kind of does, but it's clean, though. I think it's clean. I think that's the main thing for me. Um, but uh, that's what's up. We'll go ahead and move into our next topic. All right, NBA talk. So summer league is officially over, and we um, were able to see the Cleveland Cavaliers win summer league. They went six and zero, which is pretty cool in the tournament. And this is the first year, I believe, it's the first year where they all got um, championship rings for the summer league. So. Uh, Strizzy, my thought, my question for you is like, are you down with like getting the ring for the summer league championship? No, like all these, a lot of these kids, I mean, I'm with the team, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like for me, if I'm like one of the, one of these kids trying to make this team, like, I just want to make the team. I don't care about this ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it cool to have? Maybe, yeah. You know I mean, like, am I really bragging about a summer league championship? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but for me, like, I just want to put the work in and actually make the team. I want to make that money, I want to prove that I can play in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that, that's really all I want. So, I mean, summer league championship, I guess, if you got the money, NBA, do what you will. But, uh, but you know, I feel like a trophy to go back to the, the organization's cool, you know what I'm saying? Some legal trophy, but I think rings is a little, little too much for me. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same. Like, I feel like, which I'm not hating, though. It's cool. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. I uh, like, sure. I mean, I, I definitely think it's cool. For some of those guys, though, it does feel like it's it's going to be kind of like a like a little token to bring back. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because that might be the height of their experience. But that's awesome. Like, that's closer than I'll ever get to anything like that. Yeah, but right. I feel like if I was in that position, I'd probably just rather be like, you cut me like a little check. Like, give me like a little $2,500 bonus or something. Like, oh. you know, you could save the money for the ring. And just hook me up with some cash, um, but um, but now that's pretty cool. Um, the Cavs though did do good, but yeah, like you know, it's they went six and zero, which is awesome. But it's like it's, it's only great. six games, like it's a, it's a, it's a smaller tournament, so yeah. it's not quite the same as like going through a whole season, you know, and and um, and winning a championship like that. So um, that was just my little thoughts on it. But I was curious to see how you felt too. This yeah. was though one of the more successful uh, summer leagues, probably the most watched summer league. I was gonna say um, definitely one of the most competitive I've seen in a really long time. Actually, like, yeah, you know, they were they were really good. Um, the uh, Jazz were pretty good too. Also, mm-hmm. the Hornets weren't bad. 
Uh, yeah, so you got, got to see a lot of uh, some really good talent. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. It shows how how much talent is out there, and um, I think it is cool though. And I think the rings is part of them just trying to build it up more and continue mm-hmm. to put the hype around it. So that's cool. But until next year, uh, we will be slowing things down for the NBA. Um, Want to welcome Unc real quick. Hello. Hello from Texas. What's good, Unc? Glad you made it back home safely for sure. Um, next thing up though, really for basketball, is the FIBA World Cup, and uh, there's going to be less and less actually NBA stars playing this year, but that does start next month. And it'll be kind of cool to see who's in there, but I think Luke is supposed to be playing. So I'm going to keep an eye on that and see if he actually plays or not. I have a feeling Mark Cuban might have to try to make a few calls before that happens. (laughs) Um, But that's the next competitive basketball we'll see. And then really after that camps don't open up until like the end of September. So it's going to be a little bit quiet along the basketball front. Um, just a few moves going on. And, and one I wanted to talk about too was the Suns making some moves. They made a trade. They traded campaign to the Spurs and got a bunch of uh, second round picks. So they're trying to yeah. replenish their draft stock. And then also they were able to sign Bull Bull, who was released earlier this offseason by the Magic. Um, I think that's kind of a sneaky pick, especially because that gives them more size and length when they have like con- potentially him and Durant and um, and eight maybe on the field court at the same time. Like, that kind of creates like a matchup problem. Um, but what did you think about the Suns' uh, um, moves recently? Dude, I actually love the bowl pickup. It's funny, you know, you know um, I, I watched a lot of Orlando games last year. You know what I mean? Like, I have no idea why, but I watched a lot of games last year. You know what I'm saying? Markel Fultz is my dude, number one. Uh, two, I wanted to see how the rookie was going to pan out, right? Uh, um, so so I got to see Bobo play a lot. And surprisingly, like, he actually played really well for the time he got. You know what I mean? I yeah. Mean, Seriously, like he spaced the floor really well. Like he showed, like there are so many like bowl bowl clips on like just Instagram itself too. Um, I, I think when he's in the game for for too long, though, I think they start kind of using those things against him. But I think, if you, but I think if you can use them kind of the same way, like the Lakers and even the Suns use, like say Jabel McGee, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, go grab some board, get some blocks because he's really, really long, really tall. But the, the difference between him is he can actually space the floor. He has a legit three point shot. Yeah. yeah so, so I um I like it. I, I actually I love it. I think it's a really really good move. It's a smart move. Um, if they're willing to actually give him some actual time, I think he can uh, use it. You know, so that's his ability. So I actually really like that move. And then um, I think uh, I think the Suns too were talking about possibly being interested in uh, grabbing uh, Rondo. Oh dang! Yeah, that would so be I, wild. Yeah, I, honestly, you you find a point guard that kind of just gonna mesh things together. You know, what I mean, I think Rondo can come back and just automatically. Uh, you know, probably average easily nine to ten dimes with that team. So, you know, you're not looking for him to score, which he's never looking to score anyway, but just kind of do the things that Rondo does. And I I think the Suns actually really legit, really, really dangerous with the amount of veterans and weapons they, they now have. So uh Suns are putting together a little squad. You know, I mean I was I didn't think they're gonna be able to do it, but uh they, they definitely they definitely came through. Yeah, no, I'm very impressed. And Anthony Weston he says I don't see how the Suns will run an offense. I kind of agree that there is an issue there because there's only one yeah. one ball. Um, but yeah, if they were to pick up a piece like Rondo or any type of like veteran point guard that can just yeah like knows the game, can space the floor. Mm-hmm. Rondo, I can see them out there. He he would be putting everybody in the right spot, you know, yeah. um, and really quickly. So that that would be interesting. But yeah, the Suns are doing doing a really great job. It's gonna be interesting to see them play this year. I'm excited. But like you said, Bull Bull, bring him in for a few minutes and just like dump the ball down to him and run pick and rolls with him. He's going to be a problem and it's going to be somebody that, you know, people aren't used to dealing with on a nightly basis. So yep. um, he could definitely 
uh, you know, kind of contribute there. Um, the last two things is really just the uh, still the the Damian Lillard saga can will continue and James Harden. I feel like James Harden won't be traded until Lillard is traded because that you know that's going to see what's left over and who's maybe scrambling or who's trying to still get Lillard. That's not. Um, so um, I still though. I still am kind of in the Lillard to the Heat camp. I still think that that's his ultimate destination. But um, mm-hmm. but what are what are your you're, you're still hearing the same things or? Yeah, like I said, no one's in a rush. I think other teams are still trying to get involved uh, with this. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, Lillard's either going to be with Miami or he ain't going to be with anybody, in my opinion. Because I don't think anyone's going to want to. I don't think any team's going to be willing to give up what they need to give up for Lillard for him to just bounce soon and him right. not want to play there. You know what I mean? So. And that's um, what he's saying. They're already circulating and like, yeah, don't trade for me because that's it. Exactly. You know, him, him and his him and his agent have basically said, like, don't do it. It's not worth it to you. Like, I don't want to be there. So, you know, uh, as much as Portland says, no, we're going to do what we think is best for the, the organization. What's best for the organization essentially is getting Lillard to where he wants to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's really no point in, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't really see a team who's going to, like, give everything that Portland wants for Dame. And then him just not want to be there, not want to play there, or or not get in for you know next couple of years. You know and I'm saying like I think he just turned 32, just turned 33, something like that. So uh, yeah. I mean he played, he balled out last year just for a really crappy team. You know what I mean? Like the team just sucked. Yeah. Uh, so like you you still see that he's definitely got he can play or whatever, but um, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, unfortunately for Dame, like I just see him going like the like Carmelo Anthony route or something where it's like, you might go to another contender, but the timing won't be right. Like they're going to have to give up too much for you. Like, and like, it's just might not work out that way. So I don't know. I just think, um, you know, it's too late. Like all these three, four years of like, Oh, I'm loyal to Portland. I'm going to be here forever. Like Mm -hmm. those were his times where he could have got out of Dodge and like gotten into a crazy situation when all those other teams were forming. Um, It's like at this point, I, I don't know. You know, he might yeah. as well just ride it out. But I feel uh, we'll like see. I feel like I feel like Miami is the place, right? Great coaching staff. They'll they'll figure it out once they grab once they grab them. I mean, this team literally was just in the Eastern Conference Finals and then the Finals last, you know, two years in a row essentially, right? So, I, I they still need to add some pieces because once you get them, you're you're losing some pieces too. We lost right. some pieces in free agency, like I. I don't want to say it's too late for him, but it's like now. You know what I mean? Like Miami, like Miami's making this trade is literally going into win now mode. So they also kind of it kind of sucks because you know the Suns did their stuff early, right? So they traded for Bill early, and now they're rebuilding. Miami doesn't have that time, right? So that, I think that's what's really working against them. Is like right now they're running out of time. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. We'll see. Uh, Anthony Weston, he's keeping his ear to the streets as well. Um, so, so we'll see what he comes up with. Moms mentions this one. What about Embiid leaving? So, yeah, this is interesting. I think this is just like earlier today. Yeah. Um, there were some comments that came out from Joel Embiid, and he's basically saying, look, I want to do whatever it takes to win a championship here or somewhere else. Right. And so, you know, kind of alluding to the fact that, like, hey, you know, he doesn't have to be with the Sixers. I'd be interested to see what Pops thinks about that. But to me, I feel like, if the Sixers are making looking to make a change and shake things up, you know, he's the more valuable asset than Harden at this point in their careers. But the only problem is like who wants to play like that big man style of basketball? It's it's kind of fading out, right? So yeah. there might not be as big of a market for him. Um, 
but he's still more valuable. So I don't know. I definitely think, though, it's just so crazy because, like, the Sixers were literally, like, the third best team last year record-wise. Like, yeah. they played really well, and they, you know, but it's like, why doesn't anyone want to be there? Like, I don't, I don't get <laughs> I think that. part of that, too, is, like, their two best players are also known for kind of being choke artists in the playoffs. They yeah. play so well in the regular season, both of them. They're both just regular season players. And then come playoff, they kind of both just disappear, right? Yeah. Harden has a, has a great, like, game, one of those games where you hit, like, five, six threes and goes for 40 or whatever it was, and they win a game without Embiid. Um, so he's good for one of those, Embiid kind of the same way. But, like, when it really matters, like, they've, like, never been out of the second round. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Embiid's never been out. It's just, so it's like, I don't know. It's just – I'm with you. I think if, if they're going to try to move some things around, you know, I'd start with Embiid too. You, you can, honestly, he's younger. You can get a lot more for him at this point than you probably could for James Harden. Most definitely. Most definitely. All right, we're going to close the book on basketball for right now. Um, but, yeah, we'll definitely be reporting on any trade and offseason things that um, start happening. But, yeah, this next kind of stretch will be will be a little bit quieter. Um, oh, let's – actually, my bad. Before we move on, we got we to gotta see real quick. Let me see if uh, I can read this one. Pops chimed in. Embiid needs to shut up. He's the problem, and I would be happy if they trade him. Didn't deserve MVP. Throws everyone under the bus. So there you go. There you have it. There's Pop's take on that. I I had a feeling that might be, you know, (laughs) the sentiment, but I just had to hear it from him, the man himself. So, all right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what's up. All right, moving into other sports. um, Do you want to talk about real quick the home team, the Arizona Diamondbacks? Um, The MLB has taken over the broadcasting um, duties from Valley Sports Arizona. Um, their their parent company basically was going bankrupt, and um, there was an issue where they were basically like running out of money, not being able to, to fund checks. And um, so as of right now, uh, actually tonight's game against the Atlanta Braves is the first of um, basically a week's worth of games that they're going to give away for free. You can do it on the MLB app or on MLB.com. Um, you can basically just watch the Diamondbacks games for free during this interim time. And then um, local, the local people are going to be able to get it. Um, and I think that out of towners, it's like 20 bucks for like the rest of the season for um, the Diamondbacks. So it's very interesting to see, but this parent company, which is called Diamond Sports, they have several different teams around the league. And I guess it's kind of slowly moving from market to market. So um, we could see the MLB owning the broadcasting rights to like, maybe a third of the baseball teams by the end of this year. So this will be very interesting to see how that fallout happens. But um, one thing that's interesting is that it's, uh, it's going to be less like, or I'm sorry, it's going to be more people that will have like, that will be able to watch the games than before um, just because of the fact that it was like on a cable network and it was on a different channel and stuff like that. So at least in the Arizona market, more people are going to have access to the Diamondbacks games, and they're doing really well this year. So yeah, yeah. You know, they, they fell off a little bit more towards the break, but um, but still, um, you know, they're doing well. So we'll, we'll see how this plays out. But um, it doesn't look like there's any other big company, like, swooping in to save the day, which some thought there would be. Um, so we'll just see how this goes, but we'll continue to report on that um, as we move forward. Wanted to touch on Wimbledon real quick. Wimbledon ended um, over the weekend. Yeah. We have Carlos Alcaraz uh, that took out Djokovic um, or Djokic um, 
for uh, the men's sing for the men's title, which is pretty cool. Like this is his second major, I believe. Yeah. But it's looking more and more like he's gonna be, you know, that the leader of the new wave of yeah. tennis players, uh, kind of coming in. And, and his uh, youth, um, you know, kind of came in handy. And they had to go to all five sets in that one. And then we also have, um, and I want to make sure I get her name right, Marketa Vondorosov. And she was un she was unseated, and she made it all the way through. Um, and that's really awesome. So she's she's very excited there with her women's title. And it's pretty cool. I, I didn't know this until recent years, but I guess every, like, the final Sunday of the tournament, uh, they have, like, a big dinner, like a winner's dinner, and they kind of bring out the winners, and then they, you know, get dressed all fancy. So um, I was able to get this picture from that. So that's pretty cool. So congrats to them. Um, nothing too crazy, though, with Wimbledon. Still Miss Serena, for sure. Um, this other one I want to talk about, golf. Steph Curry winning the American Century Championship this weekend. And um, – he did have a hole in one during the tournament, and then he ended with an eagle on 18 to win the tournament. So um, pretty, pretty legit. And especially because, you know, obviously it's like an amateur, it's like a celebrity championship. And I get that. Um, but in a lot of other former athletes are, you know, participate every year, but usually not won by somebody who is active in their sport and at the top of their own sport as well. Yeah. So um, Steph Curry, definitely a, a, a big time uh, athlete kind of a natural athlete and is really good at golf dude i there there is some of some of the uh putts that he hit you wouldn't see made by like professional golfers on the pga like i, I was watching some of the putts he hit one of them he had like you, you think he goes straight away but he like puts it to the right and it just hangs this curve all the way around it goes right and sinks it that shit is crazy i was yeah. like i was i was actually really impressed i was like this man's good at everything it's crazy uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny, too, when you think about, like, just the reverse, right? Like, how many pro golfers – I don't care if you get the best however many golfers in the world, none of them can step on the NBA court, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Not and, one. But, like, Steph Curry, he might be able to go on the PGA Tour and make the cut at a tournament, you know? Those Who knows? But definitely maybe not win one, but, uh, but yeah. it will be interesting to see. You know, maybe after he retires from basketball, you know what I'm saying? He can get on the senior tour or something like that. Exactly. Um, He's going to retire like, probably like, I mean, who knows? He's a shooter, so he might be able to retire a little bit later than usual. But, you know, he might, I mean, he's got a bunch of titles already. He might retire at 37, 38. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Yeah. Well, he's only like 35 now, right? I yeah, think he's something 35. like that. So, yeah. So even if he plays another four years, you know what I'm saying, in his 40s, he could, you know, he could switch to golf. Um, yep. But yeah, but uh, but no, that was pretty cool. And, um, Definitely his hole-in-one video was pretty fun to watch. Uh, he yeah. basically, like, when he hit the hole-in-one, he, like, ran down the whole, um, the entire uh, fairway. So yeah, that's what's up. Um, but also, speaking of golf, we got the Open this weekend. They'll be um, going for the jug. Um, and, um, yeah, there's some there's been some changes to the course this year, which is going to make it even tougher. And it's already, you know, the toughest uh, – well, pretty much the toughest – course in golf especially considering like the wind conditions and things like that that sometimes hit the open so uh, that'll be this weekend there's gonna be some good pairings um but we'll see uh, who comes out with the title i'm just hoping anybody but rory basically oh, no. so <laughs> yeah i think i'm going for scotty this year that would be dope that would be yeah. dope yeah, um, we'll have to see if we can get marcus's pick for that too before the weekend uh, just mm -hmm. in case because he's usually pretty dialed in on that as well um next up we got to talk about messi so Messi was um, unveiled to the Inter Miami um, fans 
this weekend. And basically they had a, an event for all season ticket holders to come to the stadium to be there for this event on Sunday. And they basically packed the house, which is crazy. Like, you know, all those people showing up, not even just to like see a game, you know what I'm saying? Just for him to come out and get his jersey and to be introduced and wave to the crowd. <laughs> um, sure. You got um, David Beckham over there on the far right as part of that uh, launch party. And he's just looking out and he's like, dang, like this is what he was like attempting to do yeah. some like 10 years ago. But now how big it's grown. But I definitely do have to commend him for having the vision and also for being able to pull it off because he was kind of the pioneer for the European clubs of like to come to MLS and try to make it a valid thing. And it took longer than most thought, but, you know, it's, it's pretty big now. Yeah. Um, the crazy thing, though, about this, too, is he like he will make his debut or he's planned to make his debut on Friday um, in the in a league cup, which is basically like um MLS teams and uh, La Liga teams. So he's going to be going up against a La Liga team, which would be pretty interesting. Um, but tickets for this game are – there are actually a handful of tickets listed over $100,000 for this game, That's which crazy. is insane. The, the um, aftermarket value has gone through the roof, um, and, you know, a lot of people are, are willing to pay top dollar. But my thing is I'm like $100,000, like who are you? You know, like yeah. there's people out there with, with money like that. Uh, we see some of these collector items that go for crazy, but it still is just astonishing to me that like somebody would pay a hundred thousand dollars to see that's, one soccer match. That's how they're gonna pay his ridiculous contract. <laughs> <laughs> for real. So he's making basically like five million dollars a month. Like it is it's like what his contract is gonna be, and that's not including, of course, like his endorsement deals and things like that. Yeah. It's gonna be pretty cool. Um, Anthony Wesson is very excited. Yeah. Um, he said, I'm ready to get that jersey. I just have one of their jerseys from the first season. So that's what's up, though. It's awesome that it's like that's one of your guys, and you already have been a fan of that team. Um, Rick Ross, Pitbull. Oh, those are the people that are spending that money. I got you. Yeah, sure. for sure. Those are the people that might be dropping that money, but it's still. <laughs> DJ Khaled. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know, man. I, he'll be trying to get a hookup. <laughs> I can't. I got to save that. Um, but, yeah, but – um. That's what's up, though. Uh, shout out to Messi for that. And also, there are other um, European teams that are gearing up around the around the world. But Bayern Munich, I wanted to mention this one. They were playing a, a basically a preseason game for them, and they won the game twenty-seven to zero. Like, I mean, in twenty-seven goals in ninety minutes, that's crazy. Like, I'm like, at what point? Like, if I'm on the other team, I'm like, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm gone. Like, I, I don't even want to finish this game. Yeah. Like oh yeah, for soccer too. Like that's insane. It's so it's so incredibly unheard of, right? Like zero to twenty-seven. Like, like you got to like, like, you got to pull every goalie. Like they just rotating. Like that's crazy. Oh no, that's so crazy. Like I love playing FIFA, but like unless I put the time to like you know what I'm saying. Like unless I put the time limit on the game so high, I couldn't even do that in FIFA. Like that's like crazy numbers. Like that's like worse than video game numbers. But, yeah, three of their players had at least a hat trick, and then they had, like, I think eight or nine different goal scorers. So they were just tearing this team up. It was basically like a, a glorified practice. Um, but, but, yeah, that's crazy. Pro team um, trying to get some high schoolers, dog. <laughs> right, basically. So uh, Stephanie Washington, though, talking about uh, Messi, says so good for the league overall. And, yeah, most definitely. Like, I mean, that's going to really raise the bar. Also, a couple of his former teammates – have signed there and they're trying to get more, but basically they're trying to bring a contingent over 
And, um, you know, um, um, we'll see, you know, maybe this will be more people moving to the MLS, but we were talking about Ronaldo too. He was basically, you know, saying about how he's recruiting more people to the Saudi league and, you know, they're getting paid more over there. And he was kind of, kind of throwing salt a little bit towards Messi, basically saying that the Saudi league was still better than the MLS, but the stage of the MLS and, and, and like the world, um, like power that America is, I still think makes it like, you know, a little bit more attractive to me at least. Yeah. But agree. I think they, the world, like you said earlier, like the world's has been a little bit more on messy side right now. And I think he just needed to be, uh, you know, don't forget about me over here. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But it's like, he should have came to the MLS, like, you you know, but he wasn't, he went for the money. Like he went for the bigger money. Oh, definitely. And Messi went for the money plus the opportunity. So exactly. Um, um, Stephanie Washington said Vegas needs an expansion team. That would be dope. That they have like I think they're called the Vegas Lights, and it's like a um, an under league. And I think that would be cool though if they if they moved up for sure because then they could have pro team for everything, you know, and just basketball be coming soon. So yeah. Um. So that's what's up. I think we're just about to the end. I did want to mention though Fitzgerald. He's now. Um, you know, we talked about him being fired last week, but now there is a lawsuit that's going up against the school and he is named specifically in that lawsuit as well. Um, so potential for, you know, I don't know if this will hit the stands or if this will be handled outside of court, but I would be really interested to see if he has to actually like, you know, go on trial type of thing or like yeah. actually like um, testify in this. Um, but, you know, we talked about it last week that there would be more to come and that there's not, you know, um, wouldn't go away so easily. Um, so so we'll continue to kind of report on that as it goes. But, yeah, the, the latest update is that the lawsuit is has now been filed and uh, we'll see from there. So. Um, all right. Um, I think that's about it. Let me shut this thing down real quick. Let's switch back to our our full view. And um, Onk says, yeah, kids need to start playing soccer. That's for sure, man. It's funny, too, because in America, though, we should be better, like, honestly, at soccer because that used to be the big thing, like, soccer moms and soccer band. And right. every kid is in soccer, but then they don't keep playing, you know, by the time they hit junior high or whatever, like, you know, it's over with. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I just think, um, yeah, I think soccer is going to get bigger, continue to get bigger. And America is the only country that's behind as far as that, because any other country in the world, soccer is the number one number sport. sport yeah. And and in America, it's like number five or six. You know, it's like way down. I think five, I guess. But still, it's um, you know, we're the only ones that are kind of backwards that way. So, um, let's see what else. Kelly says twenty-seven goals. I'd be begging for mercy. Exactly. Like I'd be like, like the other goalkeeper. Like, what do you do at that point? It's not like hockey where you just pull your goalkeeper like you're probably out there just like i don't know couldn't have been his fault though is it you know they just have no defense at all but still Stephanie watch says the lv knights their lights games are fun or wild so much fun um yeah i want to check one out you know that'd be pretty cool um anthony west says it's expensive to play soccer in the u.s every other place is cheaper that's true and all you need is a ball like you need one ball and 22 people can play so like that should be pretty cheap, but yeah, in the U.S., you know, you got these traveling teams, and and, and it kind of comes up so much. Um, Unk asks, why is pickleball so popular in Phoenix? Um, pickleball is just getting popular everywhere, um, and I think Phoenix has caught on quicker because we have, like, the population skews a little bit older in certain places, you know, 
And I think mm. also the recreation style that we have here. Um, so many people from other places that come here, like snowbirds and things like that, they bring things here. And so that's why I think a lot of times we get kind of caught up, uh, caught on to things quicker. And also the weather is so great. You know, you can play outside for a lot of the year. Not not like this weekend when it was 118, but for a lot of the year you can play uh, you can play outside. So I think um, that might be why pickleball is so popular in Phoenix. But I think pickleball is it's getting bigger everywhere. Um, I should have stuck with it. You know, our our, our boy Ramsey, him yeah. and I played in the tournament like a lot like six seven years ago. He's stuck with it. He's really good at it. I wish I would have kept playing because it is a lot a lot of fun. So, um, but yeah, Monk, if you haven't tried it, you should try it out. Um, I know here in the Valley, though, they are making a couple places where you basically like play pickleball and like hang out and drink and stuff like that. So, um, especially if they make it trendy like that, people will love it. So, um, but all right, I think that's pretty much it. Um, Strizzy, did you have anything else you wanted to mention before we sign off for the week? Um, no, nah, man, not, not that I can honestly think of, just, you know what I'm saying? Uh, keep rocking with us, you know, saying every Tuesday. We definitely, you know, things are coming, but it's going to be a little slow, you know what I mean, for these next couple of weeks. Uh, but yeah. I'm super, super excited for football season, man, college um, and, and NFL. So uh, just hang tight, man. So much more, so much more to come. Absolutely. Yes. A lot more to come. And we'll be here with you every single week, all the way through it. It's your boys that say like a champ. And um, uh, I think that will do it. Um I got thrown off because I said the outro wrong, but I'm supposed to say <laughs> it's your boy A-Dub. And <laughs> your boy Stress. Thanks for listening to Say Like a Champ. Engage with us on Instagram. Share your thoughts and you might just be featured on the show. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you pod so you don't miss next week's episode of Say Like a Champ.